0: future is now broadcasting from the queen city breaking down business leadership community and family here's your host the president and ceo of the northern cincinnati foundation aaron satzker
1: wow can i just say i am so excited to be here with stephen hightower ii today we are in Middletown, Ohio at Hightower's Petroleum, and this is our very first inaugural show. And Stephen, I just have to say welcome. This is so fun, and I'm so excited that you are our very first guest.
0: I am so grateful and excited to be be here with you on this new journey uh, for not only yourself, but for the foundation. Yeah. Uh, it's a great way to get the word out of all the great new ways that we're reaching people and making an impact in the community. So thank you for having me.
1: So happy to have you. Really, this is such a fun idea. So let's talk a little bit about what gives. You know, what gives, this idea of this podcast um, was founded recently, uh, and it was founded really with um, the idea with Stephen and Matt King and the community, and how can we further the foundation? How can we talk about... Awesome entrepreneurs in our community, also community builders and philanthropists, and kind of pull it all together and highlight some really awesome people in our community that are giving back and making an impact. Can we delve into third generation here at High Towers Petroleum? And just, I want to hear your story because you're, you so impressed me. Yeah,
0: And so I always have to, to go back to to my grandparents who, who, who came here uh, from Mississippi in, in the 50s, uh, Mississippi at that time, as height mm-hmm. of uh, the Jim Crow segregation era, yeah. come moved north to really start over and to to be able to have opportunities for their their kids at, at the time. And my grandfather always told me that so many people in Middletown helped him out that mm-hmm. he would have never had been ha- achieved the success that he had that he has, which has ultimately led to what we are. Today, without other people contributing to him and and mentoring him and guiding and opening doors, uh, there was a time where he wasn't even able to buy uh, a house on this side uh, of Middletown because uh, of the color of his skin. But there were, you know fellow white, there was other the white realtors that showed him around at nighttime or uh, uh, bankers who had made relationships with that uh, approved mortgages and things like that. So, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, he can get credit for and and definitely does. But there was people in the background and I always wanted to be, you know, it it became a responsibility for us to to give back. Uh, And, you know, that's something that My father has also uh, inspired in our company uh, and in the culture of our company, and you know, for me, it's always it's come back to our young people because even you know, as a young person, I remember the people who who poured into me, who took the time, you know, to say, "Hey, this is 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 this the right track or the right track?" Or just simply having a place to go and a place to develop that wasn't. negative and in a place where where you, you could call so you get yeah because we could all go go different paths and we there was can't. just many people that that kept me although it, Good. <laughs> sometimes you I know, veered off the path but you know Stephen you
1: know, I, I think you and I are one in the same I I like to refer to it as late bloomers right yeah. we're late bloomers and you need those people in your life to make sure that you stay back on the path to success and I love to hear that that sounds like even your grandpa just had such good people rallying behind him
0: yeah and and just to see that that's the recipe for success is having others to help guide you we want to give back to that and and that's a lot of what you know what we were, were supporting in the community building institute and uh the efforts to uh, revitalize this 80-year-old community center in the heart of Middletown against a place where my grandfather grew up, my father grew up, my aunts and uncles. Um, and just right in the middle of uh, two of the hardest hit census tracts uh, in the entire state, uh, highest poverty levels right? that we've seen um, uh,
1: It's almost violence inc-
0: and crime yeah. around. And so it's we have rare. to do something if we want to
1: I couldn't agree with you more and the impact when I think about impacting communities that really needed I think about that you know wow you know you have the census data I mean you live in this community you grew up in this community you know what it needs and I just think that's such a great thing that you know you're doing well you know what what makes you want to push this initiative because I think that is Really important for a lot of entrepreneurs and community builders. Yeah,
0: during the pandemic, you know, we were all sort of locked in, and you know, over the past couple of decades, I've been able to travel, do things on a national, global scale, uh, but the pandemic sort of you know forces all to be home, and I began to look in our backyard and see see what was going on, and uh, you could open the paper and read about. Uh, shootings or young people being involved uh, in in just different very very bad things and it was just really that that you know going to a funeral and that just really compelled me said we we have to do something if I if I can't (laughs) save lives in my own backyard then what what good am I (laughs) at all you know so I really took that personally uh, and and accepted that role of you know, these young people's lives uh, are my responsibility and all of ours as a community. And that has just, uh, you know, been the the thrust and, and the passion that keeps on. Yes. And, you know, it hasn't been easy. <laughs> There's yeah. been challenges, you know, we've, um, you know, finding the funding, going right. through, making sure that the plans, uh, lots of time has been dedicated to this project and You know, like I said, it hasn't always been easy, but just knowing that that that's the mission has been able to keep me going.
1: Right. I think, you know, anything, there's that quote, right? Anything worth doing, um, it's not going to be easy, right? Right. And um, me having grown up, you know, working for for John Boehner, that was my first job. He always said, uh, you do the right things for the right reasons, and usually good things will happen, right? It doesn't happen all the time, and I think – Right now, you are really leaning into this community center and making sure that it's here for your community, which is so awesome, Um, and you're being rewarded. You know, it's taking flight. Um, People are lining up to donate to this great community cause because they know what an impact it is.
0: You know, you see social media, you see everything has really evolved, and so it's really time that we take a look at philanthropy and giving and how do we take that? uh, into the future, into the next step. So, uh, looking at innovation and everything that we do, including giving is, is so forward and, and, and a great experience.
1: I I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, as we were getting set up for the show today, we were just chatting, Steven and I, and we were talking about, Hey, what was like that first meeting? Because we see each other all the time. Now we kind of forget, you know, when did we first actually meet in person? Where was it? Because now I, I see Stephen like once a week at events or out and about, and just talking about how to make the community a better place to live, work, and play. So, can you talk about our first meeting?
0: It's it's, uh, it's funny to think about it. In the first first meeting was so very formal uh, at at PF <laughs> We were both uh, buttoned up in, a, in our in our business uh, attire and, we and, and mindset, uh, talking about uh, endowments and talking about how we can. Uh, begin to to give and we found out that we had so much in common from our political backgrounds even though we might be on the opposite side (laughs) uh, of of the aisle but that that, that passion uh, but also just the passion for community and how do we make an impact and that meeting led to our creating the first endowment that was seeded by cryptocurrency uh, towards the community building institute and just to think about all the work uh, that has been done since then and in growing that project that we can talk a bit yeah. a bit more about later. But it's such a, a great journey that, that I'm excited about the future.
1: So excited about the future. And I just have to highlight that gift because that was such a fun, cool asset to accept for the foundation, right? Both yourself and Matt King in the community approached me. We met at the infamous P.F. Changs. <laughs> And, you know, we were talking about, okay, we have this idea. We want to donate cryptocurrency. Crypto at the time was at an all-time high. It was a great time to donate, that appreciated asset. And no one in, in the area was doing it. And so we thought, let's change the way we do business for for you to benefit your community, this Middletown Community Center, and just really make it this in-perpetuity um, asset for the kids in the community, and so I just have to say thank you because that was so fun. We we had our Bitcoin T-shirts on; we were all ready for the press, and really, it was just a really good thing that you were doing. Um, so, thank you for that.
0: Yeah. And I definitely have to give a hat tip to to Matt King, who we work together uh, in a lot of different areas, and and that not only did it, you know, it, it achieved the the goal of. You know, creating the sustainable, but the the aspect of grabbing national attention, you know, and yeah. bringing all that attention back to again what the core is, and that's to help uh, in our in our mission to build the community.
1: Absolutely, and I feel that with you so much in working with you, Stephen, that you are you were raised to give back. So let's delve some more into just your business acumen, your business success. Um, you know, here at High Towers Petroleum, and like what is your focus and your plan for that third generation? I think that's so cool that you guys are at Gen 3 with you. Yeah.
0: And and actually we we uh blessed to have a, a fourth generation working in our family business. Wow. Uh, you know, so so to explain a little bit about what we do. So High Towers Petroleum Company, we're a national distributor of uh, gasoline and diesel fuel across the country. So uh, anywhere from General Motors, the the first four uh, gallons of fuel in every General Motors vehicle uh, comes right uh, from High Towers Petroleum Company uh, outside of the doors here. Uh, Duke Energy, uh, their generators in their fleet, Ford, Nissan, FedEx, waste management. So really, uh, in the Fortune 500 space, we we fashion ourselves the premier. A provider of gasoline and diesel fuel, which has created a, a niche for us. Uh, and what we're looking towards in the future is how do we look at a more sustainable future for 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 not for the for our company and uh, and society in general. So, looking at renewable fuels, we have we are the first uh, distributor. or, or the exclusive distributor of renewable diesel. Wow. Um, outside of uh, outside of um, California. Yeah. So, so in the Midwest looking at our customers. So this renewable diesel is 100% made out of non fossil fuel materials. So okay. animal fats, waste, etc. There's a, a refining process that takes this product and it's Not only it's identical and superior to to regular diesel in terms of performance and and things like that. So we're really pushing to get this product um, out west. I
1: honestly had no idea. So can you describe to somebody, obviously not in the petroleum business, like if I wanted to fuel my diesel truck with this product, where would I even get it?
0: Uh, www.hightowerspetroleum.com. <laughs> okay, great plug-in for you. So glad that we were able to do that. No, so seriously, Towers Petroleum yeah. Company, uh, the, the, this particular product, and, and it's not, it has not been uh, put into mainstream right now. You know, my my goal is to become the John Rockefeller of renewable diesel. love that. Uh, so we're building the system as we speak. We're building... Uh, the transportation systems, the logistics system, uh, you know, wow. bringing it in by rail, finding storage, and just really, you know, how do we uh, we have this opportunity because where we're positioned, how we position ourselves, you know, corporate America is the driver; they're looking for these <clears throat> this product to help meet their ESG, environmental, uh, sustainable, right. and governance goals, uh, and and so. Being it being in that position and then having that that pipeline with this great company out based out of Singapore has just been a great wow. opportunity that we really have to capitalize on right now. And as you know, as state and local governments begin to incentivize this pro- product more, that's when you'll start to see it uh, become more readily available to the consumer. So, wow! Right now in California, there's a a pretty good um, incentive uh, for for people to buy that. So that's where most of the product is gravitating towards. But as those incentives roll out and people become more and more concerned mm-hmm. about sustainability and as, you know, the, the, the regulations come out and uh, as the supply of diesel fuel just becomes less and less, those will be there to, to take its place over wow. the next 30 years.
1: Wow. And w- what is that like? You know, I'm sure you. I I have no knowledge besides besides speaking to you, on the industry. What is that like? Is are there predictions for it running out? I mean, obviously.
0: So so it depends on who you ask. I mean, th- there are the the shale revolution. Uh, you know, so where the fracking became mm-hmm. uh, came into play, that has extended the world supply of of. Crude oil by hundred a hundred years. Wow, you know, so there's plenty of, of crude oil, and and there's plenty of um, uses for 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 those products that that people don't uh, don't quite realize. Makeup, plastics, mm-hmm. it, it's a product that's used in a lot of different forms. That <clears throat> if people aren't using it for transportation, those products now you have a Deficit of those those byproducts and, and other uses. So, you know, it's easy to say like let's get rid of crude oil, and but right. it's you know we've got even the, the cars on the road today. Ninety eight percent of them are still um, use uh, internal combustion engines. You know, you, got it, it. it looks like. You see a Tesla every <laughs> right? you know there, there's a it's lot all using it, it, it's, it's so diesel. Uh, inter, inter, intertwined and complicated that we have to look at a all of the above approach and not and stay, veer away from slogans and and, and and quick and look at what are the actual needs sure uh, of, of society and how do we you know phase that in and, and become and like with renewable diesel, it's saying, okay, Let's become cleaner. Let's let's fix what we can, and and, and use this um, infrastructure that's already in place. You know, to, right. to, to really to to maximize our investments.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I really appreciate you sharing today. So as we, you know, this is our very first inaugural podcast, and um, really delving into High Towers Petroleum. I have a uh, not so serious question because I think it's good to break it up, right? From from the serious nature. So after a hard day, let's say in the petroleum business, and it's just been a tough day. What is your what is your go to pour?
0: Um, so I'm a gin and tonic type of guy. Gin and tonic, are you? Uh, so what kind of gin? Um, Empress is, is, yeah? is my preferred. Okay. Uh, Hendrix is good. Yeah. You know so. The, those would be my top two.
1: I just had to know. I mean, yeah. I'm a Tito's girl <laughs> after, after a long day myself. So I just, I had to know how you, you so, break so, it up.
0: So so I'm a good, you know, I, 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 we talked about a good Pinot. That's, you know, I enjoy those with dinner. Yeah. You know, like, but sitting uh, typically at the Roosevelt Room. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> at the Liberty Center. Great,
1: yeah. great bar in the community. Yeah, um, great drinks. And, and frankly, you see a lot of business owners there. You really yeah, do.
0: Yeah. And, and there's there's been a lot of uh, great relationships forged, you know, over, over a good poor. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's always a good time to, you know, to relax and, 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 and be able to get to know people and um, get the business out of the way. And, you know, because people do business with people who they have relationships, relationships with. Yeah, they really they like. do. They really do. Um, you know, there's minute differences between one person with with petroleum and another person with, with petroleum. But it's going to be who do they like, who do they trust, and whether it's over coffee or over... Sitting on a board together, right? Or or at a bar, building, right? A, or even know.
1: playing <laughs> golf together. Frankly, I mean, yeah. I've seen you swing a club. What? <laughs> what? I mean, I you, you're better than I am, which isn't saying much, Stephen. You're you're better than I am.
0: I, I, I will Do you
1: have a gin? I don't know. I mean, I have one, but it's almost max. Max. Do you know what that is? It's yeah. like almost fifty two. <laughs> it only goes so high, Stephen. So. So we'll play in scrambles this year, we I will, think. Yeah. yeah, to further the community and community good.
0: Um, actually, so I'm on the um, the board for the HMO Medical Center, and we had yeah. a board meeting uh, yesterday, and we always have a golf outing, and, and there's a – Side bet of how many holes I, I will actually play. <laughs> play. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna four. I'm gonna say four. four sounds sounds four, four, about a, right. Four is a good bet. <laughs> uh But this year I think I'm gonna host. They all it's at a country club and there's yeah. also a pool, so I think I'm gonna host the first annual Hightower Tower Pool Party. Oh, it's so strategic, <laughs> so strategic. So give some some of us who are not so big of golf. Fanatics. golf fanatics yeah <laughs> something to do while yeah
1: you know, especially if it's a hot day yeah. i mean when it's 95 degrees and you have to play 18 holes i always wish i always wish golfing would end at like hole 13 12 you know somewhere on those last 5 yeah. holes you're like do we really have to finish 8
0: or 9 is perfect for
1: me yeah so. absolutely i'm i'm already in last place is there an award for last place <laughs> you know what really inspires me though Stephen is that I find like the entrepreneur circles that you run in in the region how charitable they are 99% of them they are giving back they are trying to make an impact in what's important to to them and maybe shape um, the lives of youth maybe differently than their story was can you talk about what you think drives our community to be so philanthropic
0: I think at the end of the day, most people is, uh, want to do the right thing. Like you said, yeah. uh, what, what Speaker Boehner was saying about doing the right thing. I think, and some people don't know how necessarily, but they, they, they want to. Uh, they want to do the right thing. And I've just met so many people who have, have raised their hand and say, listen, you know, just show me the way or sh- show, show which way to make an impact. And I, and I, and I'm with it and I'm following it. It's just like anything. Um, if you're some people we never get because we never ask. Right. And, and and there's just so many people who wh- with, with, resources that if they see, you know, so often we go through, <clears throat> there's organizations that you don't see the impact or you don't see where where the the money ultimately go goes but if you can people want to make a difference and there's so many you know like different ideologies might yeah. not, not say hey i don't you know just because somebody doesn't want their tax dollars raised doesn't mean <laughs> they don't have a good heart right you know and so if people have misconceptions yes they want to help these people but they want to help them in the most in, in tax, pa- efficient way. tax efficient, you impactful know, way,
1: and you really do. You find that I think people are so charitable, so philanthropic. They want to give back, um, and of course, it's advantageous to do it in a way that makes sense for your tax situation, right? Um, that and it's going to motivate you, and I, I am glad for that. You know that we do have this system that we have, where there are strategies to, um, you know, maybe not realize capital gains or pay less tax if you're selling a business, you know, S corporation sales and, and how um, to maximize your gift. And, and, you know, and that's why we're here. And that's why you and I are partnering on this exciting in- initiative. Um, and it's been really fun.
0: Yeah, and you'd be surprised how many in the entrepreneur community don't really understand all of that. And so to have someone yeah. like you in the and, and, and the foundation and that great team, to walk walk us through and say, hey, th- these are things that that you can can take advantage of right. of projects that you're already uh, working on or contributing to. So thank you for all that that oh, help in that way.
1: It's definitely our pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. So at you know we were thinking we we were benchmarking all these podcasts, right? And and it's been fun listening to all these different takes and styles and. And so the, we're going to be asking um, what, and this is the first time I've heard of this, right? What would you take in your bug out bag? And let me explain to our listeners here what a bug, bug out bag is. Um, this is if like doomsday, right? You have the Chinese balloons, Russia, you know, what are you going to do uh, if the world is ending? What, what are you taking with you, Stephen? If you could list four things you're going to put in that bug out bag, what would it be?
0: So, first of all, I will tell you that I totally think that the aliens are coming. (laughs) I've never been a a conspiracy theorist, but these balloons have really got me Yeah, you and so many others. You and so many others. And so, uh, number one, I have to have my phone in a a battery pack because I'm... Totally, I, you know, I'll be tweeting about the, <laughs> the alien yeah, <laughs> yeah. all, all the way to, follow to
1: Stevie Got soul. <laughs> <hashtag> <laughs> doomsday. Yeah.
0: you know, so definitely have to stay connected. And there's just so much to that, including the music and staying connected. Right. Uh, I have a son across the country, so I want to stay connected with him. So yeah. that connectivity is important. Um, Definitely have to have my protein, so some tuna. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, can so of tuna, we t- got to have of tuna that. tuna a little packet. Yeah. Um, a bottle of wine.
1: Oh, what, 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 <laughs> what are you drinking, though? What kind of bottle? That
0: matters. Uh, I, uh, so I, I'm a fan of organ pinos. Ooh, so, organ pinos.
1: Yeah. For our so, crowd, those are some good Pinots. Yeah. If you don't know, I'd buy a <laughs> bottle. Try it out this weekend. Yeah,
0: and, and probably some uh, coffee, because I, yeah. I, yeah, who's,
1: who's even alive <laughs>
0: without two cups of coffee? Right.
1: I love that. Those are amazing. And I want to find you and make sure that we're I together.
0: I <laughs> You might want to find the guy You'll with the gun. will be tweeting and the, about it. The gun and the flashlight. You know, and, and the, the fire starting the match. You might want to hang out with them, but I'll, I'll have a good time.
1: But your, but your social media platform will be good until everyone's, everything's gone. All power's gone in the U.S. So. so you were talking about bringing your phone and that you have a son that lives far away. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Yes, so Stephen Hightower III, um, my my son, uh, we are you know in a two, two, 2023 family. Yeah. Uh, where him and his mother they, they live uh, in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, she works at a university and does acting. Uh, so the phone is the way we FaceTime yeah. every day, and it's a great way for us to to stay connected, uh, helping with homework every night. Love um, that. You know, <laughs> I have to Google the, the math problems and figure, oh, <laughs> figure sure it out. At, yeah. at, I'm having trouble with first grade homework. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it, it's good that, 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 um, even despite distance, uh, that, that we're connected. And I think that's really important, uh, as, as how we look at, uh, look at the thing as opportunity. Um, you know, right. the technologies that we have, uh, opportunities to stay connected across the globe, uh, and to really build a global community uh, and not let it separate it, separate us as it uh, as it can, uh, but to be connected and and to really um, take advantage and share ideas, share passions, and really make an impact.
1: I think that's great. And you know when you're talking about philanthropy and Stephen the Third and kind of you know that legacy, right of philanthropy, I see you. Teaching him the ropes, showing him your passion in Middletown. Can you just chat a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, and it's so just just to be able to have him by my side when he's here, either over summers or at Christmas, um, taking him up to to the state capitol uh, to participate in youth and government. So great, um, you know, going to yeah, going to the opening of of the game room that that we we built and. Yeah. and um, in, in, at the Middletown Community Center, he was part, partly the inspiration of in that. He he's a big gamer, so it's like I love that you know. So this is what what, what the kids what they like and that that they um that that will attract them uh, and, yeah. uh, to a safe place. Um, and so when I think about legacy, um, you know, I, I'm not doing the things that I do to have my name on a building, right? But to see to know that you know at least one person, uh, is safe, uh, has been guided on the right, right path. You know, that's what, what drives me. And, and, and that will be my legacy.
1: I love that. Well, just thank you so much for graciously hosting us here. Um, what a amazing place that your grandpa built high towers petroleum. Again, we're here in Middletown, Ohio. So the Northern Cincinnati foundation And I, myself, thank you for just coming on, being our first inaugural guest. You were fabulous.
0: To learn more about how to expand your philanthropy, please reach out to the Northern Cincinnati Foundation. What Gives is produced and distributed by King Hightower Strategies.